revolution starting inside An instrumental part of Agora Worldwide Agora Worldwide, Agora Worldwide Counter economics, agorist strip Black market click, move a quick flip Can't regulate this, agorist strip Black market click, move a quick flip Can't regulate this, agorist Brandon with the Agorist Nexus Podcast. I've got my great co-host, Doug. How you doing, Doug? Pretty good, man. Coming at you live from the old podcasting shed. Hell yeah. Not um, technically live, but you know, they don't need to know that. Another day in clown, clown world, um, for yep. sure. So, uh, yeah, hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into it, shout out to our uh, sponsors, Pre-Search. Decentralized search engine. Don't get spied on by Google. Earn crypto as you search. Um, yeah, can't thank them enough. And hit that, hit our affiliate link and um, help us out. Show them that we're worth um, sponsoring. And uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a great project overall. So um, oh, yeah, great yeah. search engine, free crypto. Why the fuck not? Exactly. Um, so today we've got a World War III episode, uh, or potential World, World War III scenario, and um, and yeah, I think I think you know towards the end of it, we're going to go over like um more of like what an agorist would would do uh, during certain some of these scenarios. So definitely stick around for that. But um, why are we talking about World War III? Well, first to start off, we've got uh, Russia um, amassing troops on the Ukrainian border, and this, um, and then we've got the Zero Hedge article that says false flag suddenly no longer a crazy conspiracy theory. Um, and it's from, uh, zero hedge. They always put out a lot of great stuff, but, um, but yeah, basically all in all, they're just saying that, uh, the U S is, um, saying that there's classified documents that the Russians are going to, um, create a false flag scenario, like maybe attack their own troops and, um, or something of the sort and claim that it was the ukraine's ukraine or some other allies and um so they can uh go to war and 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 take over the ukraine that's what the u.s is saying that um that they have and it's a uh it's very interesting scenario over there and um you know, it, it could definitely be the start of um, uh, definitely a major war, maybe even World War Three. Who knows? Um, but this has all come at a very convenient time where, you know, everyone seems to be over um, all the the COVID hysteria and that the you know I think people are tired of the all the the COVID talk. So um, so yeah, all of a sudden it's like yeah, let's you know. Uh, let's scare him with war. So, um, so yeah. What do you got on this article, Dag? 
Um, <laughs> so there's a few things, and um, it's just it, it, it's just funny that you know, of course, like whenever the U.S. is like, "Oh man, can you believe this country is doing X, Y, or Z?" and it's like, "Oh, that's <laughs> you guys do all the fucking time," you know. So you know that's that, that's just always funny. Um, what else? Like, this is a point. The that biggest hypocrites out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love the point that he makes in this article where um, he's like, um, there's no like evidence for this, but like it's all over the news, right? Uh, you know that the media has a really good habit of just taking whatever some government official says and treating it as fact, you know, without doing any actual investigation themselves. You know, they're I don't know how the saying goes. But wasn't there some sort of saying where it's like the the media is supposed to be a check on the government? You know, and I mean it should be right. Like I mean the media should be a check on everything you know if we had a good honest you know and obviously there's a lot of really great journalists out there obviously it's not all of them but you know the main news organizations are pretty terrible <laughs> but um but yeah that they uh you know they just have such a history of just taking whatever some government official says running with it um and doing us all a disservice you know they just end up being a direct propaganda arm for for the government so stuff like this uh Stuff like this always reminds me of that. One thing well, yeah. that uh, one thing that I like is it's like when um when the government's like, oh, there's going to be a false flag somewhere. It's like, oh, so you guys are about to commit a false flag. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what you're telling us. Yeah, you're about to do some. Bullshit. What are you guys planning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, get exactly. ready for something because they already set the stage, so now everybody expects something. So if anything happens, you know, they can pretty much play it however they want to. Um, and hey, even if the you know the U.S. government isn't the one who does it, if anything happens, you know they get to they get to look smart mm-hmm. or they get to frame it however they want now because they you know they have this this arrow in their quiver, uh, so to speak. Um, but, and I, uh, I I love I love I love that point by the way that um, well and that's how you can tell that the that the media is just really uh. Uh, mouthpiece for the government is that um, that they'll just run with run with stuff e- even if uh, even if there's no substantial evidence or, or there, there's nothing backing it. Um, yeah, uh, it's, you know they'll it's just really, run with it. It's it it's really just kind of like a, a nowadays um, mainstream media is really just like a, a Chinese uh, you know li- like what what Chinese media is. T- to China, uh, pretty much, you know, it's a, everyone in China knows that um, that the U.S. or that the mainstream media in China is, is propaganda for the state, and and you know, of course, they're not going to say anything that goes against um, the the CCP, uh, you know, the Communist Chinese Party or the Chinese Communist Party, but um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty much like the same thing now. It's the only thing in the u.s the only thing that's different is that um some people still believe that these media companies are uh actually um you know independent from the state and um you know reporting facts when you know a a lot of it is just lies and hysteria and fear-mongering and and propaganda Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of the stuff i've been reading lately has been actually a lot of like um history of like media and sort of instances where they do some fuckery and i finished a book recently it wasn't bad um i i recommend it if anybody's interested but it's called uh, the gray lady winked and it's about like the new york times and they go through a lot of instances throughout history where the new york times was 
directly lying, you know, or being extremely, um, you know, covering up for things. So, I mean, it's like every major tyrant, right? So like Castro, they were like, yay, Castro is this great dude, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh yeah, he's, you know, killed a lot of people. Um, they were covering up for Nazi war crimes. They were covering up for the, um, the famine in what was it, Ukraine uh, back in the day, all sorts of, you know, fucked up shit like that. And in a lot of cases, like they were just whoever happened to be in control. Yeah, the hollow domar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They were directly yeah, covered don't up get, that Don't shit. get me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't get me started on the hollow domar, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's crazy. So it's not like it's a new thing, and it's not like it's that secret. Um, there's, there's a lot of instances uh, where they were doing that, and then, um, yeah, I mean, again, you just you learn throughout history where it's like, oh, whatever spy agency was doing something they had some friends in the media that worked for a newspaper who put stories out for them or, or whatever you know like that shit fucking happens dude and whatever their reasons are sometimes they're like you know like we talk about you know like you know new world order kind of shit a lot or whatever but a lot of times it's not even that deep it's like their own personal shit like their own personal shit or their own personal like like financial shit um you know like with the new york times mm-hmm. there's like one dude who like runs it at any given time so it's like it's not necessary. I know that they probably do work with the government in a lot of stuff, but it's not necessarily like that's always the case. Sometimes it's just whatever view he wants to put forward for whatever financial reason that helps him or, or whatever. So it's, uh, yeah, it's the more you learn about it, you know, yeah, the more that it's just like, okay, you can't trust these fuckers. And then and I know I talk about this all the time, but the game gets to be, you read the article and by what they say, you got to try and figure out what the story actually is, you know, like, okay, they're trying to trick you here with these words, you know? So what's actually going on? You know, a lot of times you can try and, you know, get a good guess of what the actual story is, or I just think that I know what's going on, you know, and I think that I'm good at that. I'm actually way off. Who knows? They're probably really good at tricking me too. They've been working at this for a long time. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we've got a very good track record. So, um, you know, yeah, but that's, uh, true. that's true. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a bad track record. Um, but, uh, so, oh, yeah, one, one of the, I'm sorry, one other thing before we uh, you know, branch, I, off, branch off from this, um, I I like that he points out in here too that they, you know, they they like to claim that it's cuckoo to think that false flags are even a thing. You know, you bring up any of the false flags or history, and people like to think that's crazy you're, talk. You're a conspiracy um, theorist, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. So yeah, when they actually put this forward, like it's a thing. You know, that's always that's always a little funny too because I'm sure the same news organization, what NBC or whoever um you know was talking about this uh i'm sure they've called conspiracy theory or called people who talk about false flags conspiracy theories in the past i have nothing to back that up it's just an educated guess yeah no link in the comments yeah and uh you know to, to add to the um the, the infiltration of the you know ma- mainstream media in the u.s there is, you know, and we did cover this in another podcast. If you guys want to take a look at um, Operation Mockingbird, I mean, government has infiltrated and, you know, does control um, a lot of media uh, that goes out. And and a, a lot of these um, news organizations, they don't even release, you know, they won't even release something if they don't get the go ahead from um I think it's mostly the the CIA that uh, that controls. Probably the um, shady motherfuckers, and then whoever's above the CIA that we don't even know exists, they're extra shady too. Oh yeah, there's all kinds <laughs> of like uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't want to go there, but um, 
Right. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that Epstein pretty much finishes thing, up this. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Prince Charles, um, or Prince Prince whoever, you know, they were like, oh yeah, like they knew this thing was happening, but they're like, yeah, we're not going to give the access to the royal family if unless you like scrub this shit. So so we can all get that fucking mm-hmm. awesome royal family drama. But I'm sorry, yeah, let's not get hung up on that nonsense. What else we got? Here? Yeah, well, and and well, and ABC, um, ABC completely like. They were getting all of this information from I forget that that main reporter and I think another one too, and they can they told them no you can't run with this you can't say anything about this, yeah and uh, uh, you know and th- 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 we're talking about a you know we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein here so um, you know if if you think the the mainstream media has your your interest your best interest at heart uh, you know you've got to be pretty naive so. Um, with that said, let's move on to our next article. Uh, which one did you have in mind next, Dag? We've got some, some other stuff here. Um, so yeah. And, and to, to pretty much put a cherry on top of that, all of that, um, yeah, war with Russia, uh, you know, it, it definitely could be a thing. And if, you know, if that happens, um, of course you're going to see, a lot of other a lot of other countries jump in um so you know you know it, it'll be definitely interesting um well, to, yeah, to are, see are how there, like, all this like, plays out like nato agreements and stuff to where something happens like with russia like all these all these countries are supposed to assist each other um or something yeah i don't think i don't think um i don't i don't let me go let me pre-search this real fast um because i don't the last time I, I checked Ukraine, I don't think the Ukraine was part of um, NATO, but, but let me double check. So, this. so let's assume that the U.S. wants war with Russia. OK, let's just assume that. Um, do we think that Russia wants war with the U.S.? They can't, right? Like they don't have the resources for that shit. Shit, we don't have the resources for this shit. <laughs> You know, that's what I always have to wonder with all this stuff, too, you know, is how much of it is just like dangerous showboating in order to keep the military industrial complex up and running, you know, versus how much of it is actual, you know, geopolitical nonsense. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yo, it's Jeremiah Harding, and I got some questions for you. Do you need to relax, network? vibe and become better informed about how to survive the coming disastrous economic collapse anarchapulco is your must-go destination in 2022 this could be your last chance to go since the powers that shouldn't be want to lock down the entire planet with another covid variant and coming soon an environmental lockdown so if you want to spend february 14th to 18th 2022 in the sunny climes of acapulco mexico relaxing partying and eating great food with fellow freedom enthusiasts, feel free to head over to agorisnexus.com ACA to sign up for your tickets today and use code NEXUS to get 10% off your entire purchase. That helps us bring you the content you deserve and it helps you get the getaway you deserve in 2022. Now let's get back to that content. Okay, so... Um... So this says on June 12th, 2020, the Ukraine joined 
NATO's enhanced opportunity partner um, and operability program. Um, according to an official NATO statement, the new status quote, does not prejudge any decisions on NATO membership, unquote. So um, I don't think that they're officially a part of NATO um, yet, but they are a part of NATO's enhanced opportunity partner um, like, what's, what's interoperability like program. Like like the Ukraine, but I guess I'm just Whatever saying that like is. If, if, if Russia was to go to war with the U.S., if the U.S. go with, to war with Russia, then wouldn't like all because we're in nato right so wouldn't all the other nato countries have to join isn't that how that works yeah so so i think the dominoes would fall so exactly like that, that like you said you like, know? <laughs> like if 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 um if russia were to 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 do something with the ukraine i i think the the crazy thing is is that that they were um they were fighting the ukraine earlier and um and they had to step back for for some reason. This this was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember. So now like they're a, just the kind Crimea of like, thing. yeah, the Crimea stuff. Yeah, and um, the US which they own with now. actual Nazis and, uh, to to interfere with all that. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, so basically, I think um. Russia probably should have just taken the opportunity then to just just walk in, but uh, if they, you know, if, if if they if they wanted Ukraine, and I still think that that they do, but um, but yeah, I, I think the dominoes would fall exactly as you said that if some if they were to to go into if Russia were to invade the Ukraine, that the U.S. Would go to war with Russia, and then all of NATO would go in. So you'd see pretty much all of Europe. Um, you know, I, I think there's only a couple of countries in Europe that aren't a part of NATO. You'd see, you know, most of Europe go to war with Russia too. Um, so, so yeah, that would that would definitely, you know, have a lot of countries uh, involved for sure, and then. You know that would give them a lot. That would give them, you know, that would mess up supply lines. That would that would, uh, you know, kill people. I, I you know, um, you know, I I think that depopulation. You know, I mean, it's it's not like there's a depopulation program written in stone anywhere, right? Uh, but uh, oh wait, yeah, there actually is Georgia Guidestones, but um. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and a lot of the elite, a lot of the elites, there's like, uh, you know, all kinds of quotes where they're like, we need to depopulate the planet and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not like they don't want less people, guys. I mean, they do. So, um, so, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that would give them what, uh, you know, less people. <clears throat> supply chain uh disruption um which they've been attacking our supply chains like for the last two years um what else that would give them an excuse to um collapse most most of every uh you know fiat currency out there um which which they're already doing um that would give them an excuse for 
you know, economic disaster, uh, devastation in terms of, you know, stocks and, um, you know, lack of, you know, everything, you know, uh, lack of food and everything else. So um, it would give them lots of benefits too. And it would, it would really distract people, you know, and, and divide the world. Like um, instead of focusing on how bad the government was during COVID, you'd focus on the evil Russians or the, the Chinese too. So. Always gotta um, be an enemy. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, definitely radicalize people like, um, like what happened with uh, September 11th, you know, uh, after September 11th happened, the U S was extremely radicalized. Like, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't go somewhere without seeing three dozen, you, you know, U.S. flags and um, never forget. <laughs> yeah, never forget. And, uh, you know, and you couldn't even say anything bad about the military or, or that you didn't want war. Um, because if you did, you were unpatriotic and uh, shit like that. So, I mean, for your freedom. Yeah, my so-and-so you know uh is making sure you can freedom and uh shit like that so so um so yeah it's it's definitely uh you know it definitely can radicalize uh the population and and you know change their their thought process instantly so yeah, absolutely. Um, what article do you want to get into next, Dag? I think we're going to hop into China here. Okay. Um, yeah. It, let's see. Um, which, uh, which one you got? I've got, uh, I got the one about um, the World Economic Forum having their president. Is that what he is? He's the president? They have a president? Z? Ching Z? Who? Yeah, uh, Xi Jinping. Um is is how i've heard it pronounced and he's a president that's what they do uh he's a president president. it says president yeah yeah president but he's like um, minister or some bullshit i don't know yeah president but but he's like permanent president now they um china made him like a, a permanent president for life like he's pretty much like emperor for life um which is just crazy but uh but yeah, let's see. Um, but I mean, so according, so are you going with the which which article is it? The uh, I've got the one where um, I've got the one where uh, yeah, they have them at the um, fuck, I just said it, the World Economic Forum, uh, thing. Is it CNBC to, to or uh, yeah, CNBC? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, the CNBC. Article. Um, okay, and yeah. the title's called China's China's uh, Xi Jinping says. Countries must abandon Cold War mentality, warrants against confrontation. Yeah, so I th- the context I saw this in originally was somebody had posted it and, you know, commented on, oh, look how great the World Economic Forum is for, you know, working with China. I don't mean that, like, literally. I mean, like, they were like, yeah, they're, they're shitty because, you know, China's shitty, human rights abuses, Uyghurs, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, in that context, that's true. But what else would we expect, you know, than evil people to flock together, you know? But yeah, he talks about, you know, not wanting Cold War, which, you know, is 
fine. I mean, I don't want that either, but you know, I mean, obviously. Yeah, he says he's he, a president that, they, so that he wants to move away yeah. from. I don't know what the fuck he wants. This Cold War mentality. <laughs> I don't think they want um, war with the U.S. either. At least not like a fucking hot war. You know, I don't think anybody does. Do you think like, so? Like, when you talk about like a, like a World War Three or something, like do you mean like you know like guns and tanks and shit, or like do you think that it's even going to be like that? Do you think it's going to be, you know, like cyber attacks and fucking economic shit and and whatnot you know i mean of course there's always well, a possibility I mean, it's always gonna be some sort of you know conflict or whatever that just i mean it yeah, can be it's, done. It's i just to... feel like it's a big leap you know what i mean it's like it's easy to fuck with like the middle east because they're still like brown and like third worldy but it's like when it's like china and russia it's like russia's like white people and then china like we do a lot of business with them you know what i mean like they're we don't see them the I feel like the general public in the U.S. doesn't see China the same way they would look at people in the Middle East. I feel like they would look at people in the Middle East like more. It, it, I, I just, oh, God damn, this is going to sound terrible. I mean, I feel like the general, what have you, probably because of 9-11, it's easier to dehumanize people in the Middle East than Chinese people. I feel like we're kind of past, you know, obviously the U.S. had a lot of conflicts with Asian countries, you know, in the 20th century. But I feel like that we we've put the Middle East between us and Asian countries, so I feel like that's where most people would probably you know have an easier time with. I, I don't know, man. That'd be that'd just, that'd just be a big a big leap. Again, I'm not saying it's not possible or not saying it's not going to happen. That's just that'd be a you know get up in the morning and turn on the news and see that you know some big thing happened between the U.S. and China, you know, or between the U.S. and Russia. Um, probably more so. I'm probably more surprised with the U.S. and China, but that'd be like a holy fuck! Like this is this is a big deal. You know what I mean? Whereas if they just like invaded a new like Middle Eastern country they haven't invaded yet, I'd be like, yeah, of course. You know, whatever. You know, not that it's okay, but it wouldn't be like big news, right? It wouldn't feel as big a news, I guess. So you know, yeah, I guess I'm going off my feels on all this, but but yeah, man, well, that'd, that'd, that'd be crazy. okay. So. So, well, to, to answer your question, what I would see, um, what I would expect to see first would be with Ukraine, it would definitely be, um, you know, boots on the ground and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely tanks, stuff like that. Now, depending on what would, what went down, um, would there be some kind of like escalation? Of course, you would see like. Confined to Ukraine though, right? Like going into Russia would be like a really big deal. But if it was in Ukraine, I could definitely see something happening there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just thinking aloud as we're going through this. Yeah, don't cut me off, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, what what you would expect to see um, would definitely be troops on the ground in, in Ukraine. We're talking, um, you know, NATO, the U.S. tanks, all of it. Now, um, it would it would be hard to you know predict exactly what would happen, but you know for sure that there would be no goods going either way. So, right. um, you know, in the U.S., you would you would not see any any vodka made in Russia. Um, you wouldn't see you know Russian made AK forty sevens and um, you know get your three D printers out. But uh, but and uh, you know you wouldn't see any R Russian products at all. Um, you wouldn't see uh, any oil 
um, from Russia going to Europe, which would be very devastating to, to Europe. And of course, prices would, would skyrocket. Um, and I think everywhere, because they would have to be getting it from other places, um, which would affect, uh, you know, oil everywhere globally. Um, because there'd just be this huge demand for it all over the place, and yeah. so you would see, um, you definitely see, you know, if there if if there was war with Russia, you definitely see oil oil prices go up everywhere. Right. Uh, Russia is an oil producing country, right? Like, don't they? Don't they emit? Oil yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. the they're the ones who supply um, Europe with all their oil. Oh so, no shit. Okay. Yeah, that's big. So then, you know, Europe would be getting all of their oil from other places. So yeah, it'd be huge. Um, it'd be absolutely huge. And so that's, that's definitely something that, you, that you'd see. And then also, uh, <clears throat> you know, d- depending on, again, um, depending on how both sides would have to be very careful with how they would perceive, like how they would continue to, to do things because, if they did something that was super fucked up, um, you could definitely see nukes fly in in certain areas, yeah, and and that would that's be big fear, obviously. Yeah, that that would be very scary because I mean, you know, both sides have nuclear weapons. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a world ending event. You know, <laughs> I mean, if uh, I, I think if even one or two of those things fly, that's a you know. Hey guys, quick pause here to tell you about our sponsor, Devault Cryptocurrency. Ticker symbol DVT is a low cap coin with a market cap around 900,000. So there could be room for opportunity here. Not financial advice, but we really like this project. Yeah, the Devault Core Wallet is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, very user friendly, super easy to use with cold staking rewards. So it's like getting interest. Um, they're working on privacy with Terraform, also uh, DeFi to decentralize and replace financial institutions. So go ahead and check them out over at devault.cc and get you a Devault Core Wallet today. Also, be sure to check out the show notes to find exchanges that they are traded on. With that said, let's get back to the show. I, I, I don't yeah. know. You, you do hear the stories, uh, you know, assuming they're true about them many times that like somebody's been accidentally ordered to fire one and like, no, I'm not doing that shit. You know, <laughs> like I'm not pushing that button. <laughs> yeah, you push it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I've seen more games. But, uh, you know? But yeah, who knows with these order followers now? I mean, they're willing yeah. to do all, you know. It, we we saw the order followers during COVID, so I mean, I don't put anything past them. Um, but uh, yeah, you ain't kidding. But me. yeah, it, it would definitely be a very um, all right. So a what very about crazy situation? So, so what about China? Now, you you foresee like like how likely are like boots in the ground like with like war with China? That's less likely, right? Okay, so with China, here's what I'd see with China. So um, first we have to look at like Chinese culture, okay? And like the Chinese culture um, and pretty much like all of the like Oriental, or I mean, I don't want to say Asian, sorry. (laughs) That's a a rug, okay, not a race. Hey, hey. (laughs) I, I, I corrected my... Uh, I, <laughs> you did. You did. You were on it. 
corrected my mistake there. If you hadn't corrected yourself, I wouldn't even have like noticed or said anything. But since you did, yeah, <laughs> I'd call you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be transphobic or anything. I don't know, or racist, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so you have to understand Asian culture, right? And so, I think one of the most important things especially when it would come to war. Um, one of the most important things about Asian culture that I can think about is that um, for them, it's all about like, you know, they can't lose face. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, um, like that's why you saw the tick for tack, um, you know, like the petty tariff, battle with with donald trump because everything donald trump did um and you know this is what we saw china did it you know did a tariff back okay so with china there's like this you know tick for tack um it's kind of like i'm trying to find a good way of explaining this so if you went up to um like if you if america said you know we want to beat you up China would have to perceive strength in, in everything. Like they wouldn't be for, for them to say, don't beat me up would be like a, like, or to like, look like a coward or to like back away um, without any kind of strength. That's just something that you're not going to see um, at all from China. So, so some, some dude, walks because up they would be, because they would be like, losing- you got to fight them. You know, I mean, you can't exactly can't let that yeah. fly. Come on, man. It's because they don't because you can't you can't lose like for them, especially the, the government, like they cannot lose face. So um, because if they do, they'll be perceived as weak. And um, and yeah, lots of problems come come into play in China. I mean, with China, you've got like the, the um, I don't I could go and do it all day, but you've got like the mandate from heaven. Um, and you know, all of that. And, uh, so, so anyways, they, so that's kind of their culture, right? So that's like embedded in, into them is like, um, they can't lose face. Gotcha. And that's like, so, so that's, that's always something to be aware that's ingrained. of when you go, when you go fucking so, with them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So to continue on, um, that's that's like the first thing that that I really have to point out with China. Mm. So the scenario that I see now is that if um, I think I think if I was China, here's what I would do. I would start setting up and and you know they've actually built entire islands to um basically say okay these are our waters now and uh, you know and basically connect it back to china and so if i was china i would just keep doing that and start setting up military naval areas and strategic places and eventually just just cover taiwan completely because that's really what they want is they want taiwan um and they're actually they're they're actually having uh border disputes with um india and their um i'll get into to india and, and nepal in a minute but um but yeah that's really really you know 
if I was China, that's a little thin, man. Well, if I was China, that, well, they've got a huge military. I mean, their military is um, like a, at least a million. I, I, I'll look it up here in a, in a second, or if you can look it up while I'm talking. But, uh, <clears throat> but anyways, so I'd basically find a, a way to basically invade their waters or, or basically connect their waters back to the mainland slowly and, um, and, you know, start setting up, you know, Navy military bases and, uh, and, and things like that. And I think, I think once they can do that, anything that, 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 that the U S would do back would be looked at like as, as an aggressive stance. And, um, and then from there on out, uh, you know, if, if it escalated, I think that what China would do is say, okay, well, you know, Taiwan is ours. Um, you know, the U.S. is being extremely hostile. Taiwan is ours to begin with. And they would somehow justify a preemptive strike on the U.S. That's what I would see. And to not only look strong, but to basically take the players out and it would be, it would be kind of different because a lot, you know, in Russia, in the Ukraine, you'd see this um, major, you know, ground war, but in the, with the war on China, you would see a major uh, naval fight, you know? So, so they uh, have to, to answer your question, it looks like, depending on how you look at it, um, they have uh, 915,000 active duty troops, um, but some people claim 2.8 million soldiers, sailors, airmen, personnel, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I think it is on, closer to 2 million. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, then it, then it depends on. You know, so because yeah, when you say like active duty, so okay, so this is they have 915,000 on this Al Jazeera thing, um, while the US has 486,000 active soldiers. But of course, active soldiers isn't total military size, so yeah, it looks like other people go by military size, which can be up to 2.8 million, which does seem like it's a, it's higher than ours as, as far as people. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not worried about, like, I mean, something nuclear is a different story. You know what I mean? But let's put nuclear aside. Yeah, absolutely. Then, um, then I'd say, like, I'm not worried about, like, China invading the U.S. I'm just not, like, for so many reasons. Um, but, like, there could be, obviously, skirmishes. And it's almost like, like you were saying, like, a preemptive strike from China. And it's like, and I mean, sure, sure that could happen. But it's like, I definitely... If it did happen, you you probably would not be able to convince me that it wasn't a false flag. <laughs> you know, going back to false flags, that it wasn't a false flag by the U.S. to get us in the fucking war with China. <laughs> you know, because um, how yeah, could you well, ever that... believe it? You know, <laughs> how could you ever believe that anything isn't a false flag? Anyhow, you know, I feel like most big events are just false flags. I feel like shit would be a lot calmer. Yeah. People would just stop false flagging shit. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's how every, all the wars um... get started. I mean, fuck. Yeah, it's hard to... Every fucking war, like, the U.S. has fought has been, like, a fucking false flag has started it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for sure. And it's it's kind of hard to, to perceive, like, what is, you know, real and, you know, what is a psyop and, and what is mm-hmm. not. And um, yeah, a man, lot of things are, are 
a lot of things are psyops, but um, but that's kind of the the scenario I see but, with yeah. China now. If it were to then get nuclear, it would just depend on on what you know what would happen next. I don't how far away from major city you happen to live. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like, um, I I think that the interesting dynamic here is that um, the Russians and Chinese have never really been like super friendly, but in the past, like eight years, um, the U S has really pushed those two, um, together. So if, if there, you know, if there was like, if there was a skirmish with Russia, China could then use that and be like, Hey, the U S is, is, you know, the aggressors here, you know, or justify some kind of preemptive strike, um, for sure. So they could also use one another's scenarios as a justification for something. And, you know, and, and I wouldn't even consider like, um, I wouldn't even consider like just Russia being the bad guy or the Chinese and the Russians being the bad guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, well, the U.S. has been the bad guy in lots of scenarios like Vietnam. I don't want to get into all of it, but um, <laughs> it's a long list, brother. But. Uh, but, um, well, Vietnam, I guess they were helping the capitals. I don't know. They they, they definitely shouldn't have shouldn't have uh, intervened. But um, yeah. and then they, they completely botched the whole. They like they just wanted a war for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that too. They just wanted a war for very long periods of time. I don't want to get into all of the details, but um, but yeah. So with China and Russia, it's going to be interesting to see um what happens, and you know they could definitely, you know, if one scenario happened on one side, the other one could react and say, "Hey, like you're, you know." Um, going against our friends here. Now, I do want to go to the other side of China because there is an incident. Um, China and India are both having uh, uh, border. Well, I, I, the Chinese are, are slowly trying to take over um, India's territory. They're pushing, pushing uh, through, and, and they're using Nepal as. Um, they're using Nepal, like they're giving Nepal stuff and Nepal's pretty much just rolling over. Um, I think we talked about this previously, um, like a year ago or something. I can't, I can't We've recall, but um, stuff, but I don't, maybe, maybe we talk about China and Nepal. I don't recall anything about India, but who knows? We've done a lot of episodes. But anyways, th- there was an, an article and I can't remember all the details about it, but um. But yeah, China, like Nepal is, and I don't, you know, they're so small that they don't really have a choice. Like anything China says, they just kind of have to do it. But, um, but yeah, China is pushing up their military on that, um, on the, where India and China um, come together. And And 
they're basically saying, okay, this spot is ours, and they've got a whole bunch of military, and actually be like India's, and they'll just like slowly creep up. And so I think what India's had to do is like push up their military um, so that they, you know, stop stop this like uh, land grab. And um, let me look on on uh, well, they fought a on a map in here, nineteen sixty two over it. I didn't know that. Why the fuck? Yeah, I don't know that much about world history. Yeah, India and China do not. <laughs> uh, uh, like none of none of um, none of the countries that border China really like China. I mean, China does not get along with any of them except. They're kind of like the car. <laughs> except no, except North. <laughs> Except North Korea, um, they have, you know, the, there's been tight tensions with pretty much every single country on their border. Um, so, so yeah, if you look at the Indian border, where India and China touch, um, I'm going to get a map out. It's called the... Oh God, I'm gonna butcher it. Um, Atar Akhand, I don't know, but um, but yeah, even on even on Google Maps, it's like it's like we don't know like exactly where the border is. You can see it. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, and then, like, Nepal is pretty much forced to, like, yeah, Nepal that. doesn't really, Nepal doesn't really um, get along too well with India. Well, Nepal doesn't look like it has much of a choice in shit, man. It's small, right between those two big bastards. Yeah. The only thing that kind of protects them is, or kind of helps them is, is their mountains. Um, yeah. Huh. Cool, look at that. You're teaching me geography. Yeah, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, shit. Well, poor India. Yeah, it seems like China just doesn't like so, to play nice with people, huh? So, uh, so the interesting dynamic there is that India um, and the U.S. are friends. So, and then China's friends with Pakistan. So... There's a lot in Pakistan and India don't get along. And that's mostly like because they used to be one. They, you know, Pakistan used to be part of India. They used to be one country. There's been, you know, ever since Gandhi, there's been um, harsh tensions between the two, uh, mostly because of like religion and stuff, because, you know, uh, India's mostly Hindu and Pakistan's mostly um uh, Islam or, or, you know, Muslim, but, um, uh, let me see. Um, let me double check the, um, let me double check the India, Nepal relations. If, if I remember right. Um, all right, let's take a quick second to shout out of Gorest Acre Seeds. Gorestakers.com stocks a variety of seeds for your garden or homestead. They also have really cool packaging instead of those silly paper envelopes. 
Buy seeds with crypto, support the counter economy, and become self-sustaining today. Agora Stakers offers fast shipping, so you can get started right away. Make sure you use code NEXUS10 at the checkout for 10% off of your orders. Also, they will donate a portion of the sale to Agora's Nexus, helping to bring you all the great content you expect. And all right, let's get on with it. Yeah, India and Nepal was it? Were or they were at a war at one point in time too, if I remember right. Um, yeah, India and Nepal have had border disputes. So yeah, there's there's been um, there's been tensions between. Yeah, it was my memory did serve me well. So there has been tensions between India and Nepal in the past. Um, so you've kind of you have a very interesting dynamic over there because India is allied. They are allied with um, they are allied with the U.S. So if something were to, to break out between India and China, um, you know the U.S. would get involved, and then you know that would involve you know NATO and 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 whoever else and uh, busy bodies. Exactly. So, and then, you know, if, if the U S is, is focused on a war with China, Russia could be like, okay, we're, we're taking the Ukraine now or vice versa. If the U S is focused on, um, the U S is focused on Russia, China could be like, okay, well, Taiwan is ours. So, um, yeah. So it's kind of a uh, it's it's kind of like a double edged sword, and this really kind of this really reminds me of a I don't want to say like World War II scenario, but it, it kind of has its similarities because Japan was was doing um, Japan was taking over a lot of the Pacific um, back in World War II, and you know, they were very imperialistic and, um, you know, kind of like China is today. And then you had, you know, Russia. Um, now, now you have Russia on the other side wanting to take Ukraine. And they, they actually, um, in World War II, they actually went into Poland and took half of Poland, um, helping the, not that they needed help, but they, uh, Germany and um, and Russia uh, both agreed to to split Poland down the line, and uh, you know, but you're kind of seeing that um, you're kind of seeing that over there where it's kind of like um, the World War II, II scenario in terms of Germany taking over, you know, annexing um, Austria and. And annexing Poland, you kind of have Russia over there taking over Crimea and um, having skirmishes with the Ukraine. And now they're building up troops to, you know, um, is, there's no secret that, that, you know, they definitely want the Ukraine. I mean, there's lots of resources there. So um, and the Ukraine's like, like a like a, a breadbasket. So um so yeah, there's no secret that uh, that they want it for sure. So it it kind of has this like World War II f- 
type feel to it. Um, not exactly right. Like there's not like, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into like the whole Nazi thing, but I mean, just the feel like, okay, you know, the, there's, there could be ground strike in Europe again, this ground war in Europe and this, um, naval fight in the the pacific like excuse me it was like a lot of big like powers and like you know a lot of big world leaders kind of divvying up (laughs) you know other parts of the world you know so it's something that could happen you know and i could definitely agree with some of the parallels so um what are the other articles that you wanted to cover on this episode oh, right. so, here so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> vaguely come back to china in a minute but before we uh before we do that there's this thing um this particular article is in the center square indiana um it, the the headline is indiana life insurance ceo says deaths are up 40 percent among people ages 18 to 64 and that's like in the last year or two and What's interesting about this, though, is that it says that these deaths aren't like COVID related, you know, but just in general, people between 18 and 64 are like dying a lot (laughs) or a lot more. Uh, So assuming he's telling the truth in this article, and I've seen a report in other places, too. I don't know if it's all from this life insurance CEO or not. But uh, but at any rate, it's, uh, you know, I mean, to to not be conspiracy about it, I could say, okay, well, just because of lockdowns and the general state of life and anxiety and this and that people have been living more unhealthy lives but for in like a year like a relative doesn't say they're relatively healthy but let's say it's a relatively healthy 30 something year old like they're not just gonna die from diabetes in a year you know what i mean so so could it just be general unhealth could it be like um you know obviously overdoses and stuff are up a lot uh, maybe people are just having shitty times or doing more reckless behavior in general, maybe car accidents. They don't have numbers for why the people are dying, which I find in itself maybe kind of weird. Like you think they keep track of that stuff. Like I thought they kept track of that shit. So maybe they don't want you to know that it's like blood clots and brain hemorrhages or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, um, vaccine related either, but it's interesting, I guess. They're saying generally, like from COVID, like this time, between like this time last year and now, it's like way less than half people are dying from COVID than were, and yet more people are dying overall. So, you know, don't die out there, people. What do you think, man? You know a lot of people dying? No, no. Um, Me either. I, I did have... There was somebody I knew that died and they said he died of COVID, but, um, and I don't, I don't want to go into like, um, the details about it because it's like a, a, a like more of, it's like a family type thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, um, and I don't want to like make anybody mad or anything, but, um, but I don't know. They, they put him on a ventilator and I, I just, um, you know, I'm. I've seen a lot of negative things come from ventilators. Yeah, yeah. And really not good. And I, I think that if he, if, if they came out and said, "Hey, ivermectin," and you know, um, 
all this other stuff can help treat this. I think, I think it, because they knew um, there's uh, DARPA papers that came out and said um, that they knew that, that these were treatments for um, SARS and, and, you know, uh, yeah. COVID-2 and all I didn't that. Even think, think to talk about that tonight, man. That was, that was, um, wasn't like the project Veritas. Didn't they just come out with some shit like that too? Saying that they knew that the alternative treatments worked yeah they they knew about it so they they failed to to save um you know thousands of lives and so i i i think that um i'm more or less i i more or less blame well i definitely blame for um you know that family member's death i i personally blame uh you know the 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 cdc and, and world, world health organization and fauci um and 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 the government i mean they knew they i mean they knew that um they knew that these were these were treatments and uh and you know they could have um saved him or or helped helped prevent his death for sure so um i'm sorry to hear about that yeah yeah uh i didn't i don't know i didn't really um know him very well uh but uh, but he seems like a great guy, and I, w- I wish I did know him more. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't want to get into it uh, further. But but may, may he rest in peace. And uh, yeah, I've allegedly had like friends of friends die of this shit. But I mean, otherwise, like death in general, I don't know. I mean, no, nothing more than usual. You know, the usual drug overdoses and car accidents. People I know, but you know, nothing too crazy. So anyhow, well. <laughs> Sorry to be to bring that one down. Uh, let's. Uh, I got a couple other ones that I think are kind of fun, um, and that's just because I think smuggling is fun um, or funny. Might sound Absolutely, I'll do it. You know, it's just funny to see other things happen. So, um, so this one also goes into my my food fetish. So uh, the the headline <laughs> of this one is a uh, meat smugglers are out to breach U.S. borders, endangering pork industry. So apparently there's a lot of meat smuggling that goes on. And this is one of those that I always have to wonder how much of it actually occurs, you know, but they give, they give several examples. Um, but yes, there, there's a lot of meat smuggling. Uh, I can't imagine that it's cheaper to bring meat in from other places. I think a lot of times what is happening is people are trying to get meat that isn't available here or isn't legal here for whatever reason. So that can be animals that come from like other countries that can be particular, like a particular way foods are prepared. So like there's a lot of cheeses that are illegal in the United States because they aren't pasteurized. So there's a lot of like soft cheeses and stuff that they have in Europe that aren't like legal to produce here. In some cases, I think they might be legal to import, but I'm, I don't remember hundred percent what the deal is with that. But, um, but yeah, because they're not pasteurized and legally cheeses have to be pasteurized here. So I think a lot of it, it it's, 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 it's instances like that. Cause from what I'm seeing, it's like, it might be like Asian, Asian people who want particular foods they can't get over here. And then a lot of times it looks like there's stuff being brought over, like, like the Mexican border, like they're bringing over like special bologna and, and stuff like, okay, here's one. Um, where the smugglers can just drive the illegal and dangerous meat across the Texas-Mexico border 
Uh, in August 2021, uh, CPP found 31 rolls of pork bologna, that's 350 pounds, and two rolls of turkey ham. Okay, I don't know what turkey ham is. You're going to have to fill me in on that. Concealed under blankets uh, and seats of a smuggler's car center console and also inside a duffel bag. Uh, and there's all sorts of stories about it being smuggled in like, you know, like ship containers and this and that. But yeah, smuggling meat over. <clears throat> what they're claiming in this article, the danger of this is, is that, you know, whatever pig diseases might be coming from Asia could come over here and infect the pigs over here and destroy the pork industry. But it's funny because in the, in the headline, it says endangering pork industry. And of course, my instinct uh, is, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the, the U.S. pork producers don't want competition. <laughs> you know, they don't want cheap foreign competition of other goods that people might want. Um, but that's not what they mean here. They mean in the, in the sense that it'll wipe out all the hogs. I think that this is more of a case of like, not quite a Freudian slip, but you know, you know what I mean? I think the way that I'm, I'm saying it is correct. And the way they're saying it is just a cover, you know, oh, we got to worry about this, these diseases or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, meat smuggling. Uh, oh, um, and fun fact, just so you guys know, in, in most instances, meat smuggling is not a criminal offense. It's a civil offense. So with the 350 pounds of bologna, it was a $1,000 civil penalty. So, you know, the relative, um, the relative cost of this <laughs> from a legal standpoint isn't much. So I'm not telling anybody to smuggle meat, but, you know. Yeah, if it's like the U.S. or some you're other country. But if, yeah, you're not going to prison for it. So, you know. But if you're trying to smuggle something into like China or something, the penalty is definitely uh, uh, not light Ooh. for sure. But um, that's a nice segue. Yeah, but but uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, uh, continue. Continue on. Dad. So, you got this. All right. So our next smuggling article today. Um, is from China. Uh, China sentences two people to death for smuggling drugs to Taiwan. Um, this one is actually pretty interesting. And of course, we'll link this. Um, this one is actually kind of interesting because it talks about some of the smuggling routes. Uh, they use boats. So I guess there's like uh, 100 miles uh, across the, something called the Taiwan Strait where they smuggle a lot of people and goods. But this was actually 400 kilos of meth that they caught on boat. So that was pretty big. Uh, sentencing a couple guys to death. Fucking, I'll drink one to you boys. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work out there. Yeah. So, this you know. This, this, this beer's for you, gentlemen. Yeah, yep. sure. Paying the ultimate price. So, yep. you know, I mean, I'm not a... I'm not God a bless them. Yeah, bless I'm not em. a huge fan of meth, but fuck, man. If, you know, all this shit... You know, all this shit just comes down to if we didn't have a fucking war on drugs and they could just have a fucking market, you know what I mean? Yeah, at least the problems associated with drug abuse would be solved or at least minimized, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did want to cover something real fast. I think that's all the articles we've got, right? Yeah, that's it. I had another one where they were smuggling... um, cocaine inside of baked bean cans but you know it's just it's not, nothing important i just fucking i can just read the shit all day <laughs> from yeah from from where to where from um, where to where that was from um the caribbean to the uk uh they they got it oh, nice. yeah they actually sealed them up inside of a inside of tin cans um but they uh i, th- I think their downfall was they brought the tin can sealer from the uk to the Caribbean with it and declared it in their luggage. And then they came back 
with sealed cans of Caribbean goods. It's like, yeah, dude, you're not, come on, man. <laughs> don't, don't declare the can sealer on your trip over there. Like, that just seemed like poor form to me. Yeah, it's like, what? So you sealed it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to check those cans. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cans of baked beans. Like, not even, like, at least go buy a can of something that's unique to the Caribbean, like like mango juice or some bullshit. You know, yeah, like, like I canned this off. shit myself. Yeah, yeah take yeah. the label off, put it on, and say, yeah, I'm bringing back guava juice from fucking the Caribbean, you know? Yeah, from um, my own private company, you know? Yeah, man. You it's know, like, you don't... no, those are uh, those are Bush's baked beans, man. Like, yeah, who the fuck is bringing back Bush's baked beans? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh fuck! <laughs> from the so, from the Caribbean, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyhow, that, that's all I got, dude. The floor is yours. Okay, sweet. So, I well, it's technically yours too because I'm gonna ask you a question here. So, okay. if there was some kind of World War Three scenario. Mm-hmm where Russia was, you know, Russian is pretty much Russia, China, and all their allies versus um, the U.S. and, and NATO and, and all their allies. Um, what, what would an agorist be doing? Um, what would an agorist be doing in those scenarios to help out? Um, I've, I've, I've got a lot of my own ideas, but, uh, but we'll, 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 we'll hear yours uh, first. Okay. So the, let's say like the, so spanning everything from us, not even noticing over here all the way to, you know, we're walking around in piles of rubble because there's fucking bombs going off and all sorts of insane shit happening in North America <laughs> that, um, you know, no matter what agoras are going to be like, you know helping people or surviving or whatever and hopefully the skills and connections and whatnot that you build from being an agorist are helping you out and helping you live a better somewhat more secure life but really and i think that this is um i think this is really important to remember is like it's it's no matter what it's about providing goods and services to people it's making the fucking market function maybe this is just the way that i see like agorism so forgive me if this is you know a little bit of my personal twist but like you know it's making the fucking market work helping people get the goods and services that they need or desire when the government says no you can't have it so when suddenly we can't get all the stuff that we dare i say rely on from china you know um that's going to be a big deal. You know, that's going to impact a lot of people's quality of life and whatnot. So anything that people can do to make that shit happen, any of these smugglers, you know, like we're reading stories about, you know, getting shit here or to the people of China who need stuff from us too, you know, to survive, you know, fuck the governments on either side. You know, I just care about the people who live in both places, you know, basically equally as much. I mean, officially I say equally as much, but you know, I mean, I guess my hometown is kind of more important to me than wherever else, you know, if I've got to be honest, but, um, but yeah, man, just, just making, keeping the world running, dude, you know, um, the, the unsung heroes, if you will, you know, just, uh, you know, ma- making shit fucking happen. That's, that's what I got. Sweet. Yeah. So when I think of um, that, that, that's a good take. So when I think of war, I think of um, all of the refugees that come along with it. Um, 
pretty much every war has created like you know uh yeah, this tons of people tons like whether it's you know political or um or you know just regular hot wars or, or you know whatever so ground wars and so yeah i always think of people and i think um i think you know whether it's helping move them to certain locations or um you know helping them get uh identification or creating like passport like you know um because there's refugees today that are displaced but they really can't do anything because they don't have paperwork they can't go anywhere um their lives are just miserable in, the, in these refugee camps and and when i think of a, like a global war like this i i think that there's just going to be you know absolute mayhem in terms of people trying to get to to, to certain locations or safer locations um for whatever reason and so whether that's you know creating false government documents or uh you know um trans you know helping to to you know peacefully transport these people to places um uh you know hiding unvaccinated under your floorboards uh you know <laughs> stuff like stuff like that um hell yeah you know so that's my take is you know if if there's anything that you can do to um help the countless victims of of government atrocities hell yeah um, shout out refugees man fucking um you know yeah really they just want man. to create a better uh, you know they want to have a better life and for themselves and they're trying to move into that direction and um and many times governments stop them from being able to do that i think they're still displaced um there's still syrians in many areas um of of europe that that really can't even they can't they're stuck they can't leave the country but they can't um, do anything in, in the country. So it's just like, it's just creating yeah. crime there. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too political on that side because, you know, um, I believe in the non-aggression principle. So if they are, you know, harming women and stuff, they should definitely be uh, yeah, thrown in a wood chipper. But it's a hot, it's um, a hot topic for sure sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but, um, but yeah, if there, if, if, Again, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, things are, you know, peaceful and things like that. But we have these huge governments that create, um, well, I mean, you know, government's chaos. So we have multiple um, chaotic agencies, you know, creating all, all of these disruptions and, um, and uh, you know, chaos so it's a it's an interesting time that we live in and if you can help refugees somehow some way whether that's creating illegal documents or hiding people or whatever um smuggling you know people. i'm sure yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure i'm sure that that you can even make a, a little bit of 
you know, I, I want to say peacefully smuggling people because, you know, um, human trafficking, like, you know, human sex trafficking is, is something that we despise and, uh, you know, th- those people should die, but, um, you know, there is, there is um, actually, there is actually a very technical difference between the words human smuggling and human trafficking, because they do actually mean those two separate things to, to differentiate the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and and, oh, but a lot of people get them confused. That's why I'm making they, they, uh, they do and you distinction. Know, yeah, and, and what's unfortunate is that they've sort of like replaced the word prostitution with human trafficking when it comes to like crime in the media. So they're they're really extra demonizing prostitution too by associating it like a hundred percent of the time with human trafficking when it's not, you know, <laughs> even if it's voluntary, they call it that. So um, yeah, yeah. Man, fucking words. Yeah, they uh, they they change the you know the, they'll change the definitions of everything. So, but, um, so um, but yeah, I mean, good point on the refugees, dude. Like for real, that it really is like the you know, I mean, war sucks all around. But dude, it's like, man, you're just some person. You're just a fucking farmer. You got your family, and you don't you know you don't give a fuck about what the politicians are doing. Like when there's war, man, it's usually just fucking politicians fucking around. You know, you're just some fucking dude living your fucking life here comes this fucking war that some poli- some fucking politicians did to help out their cronyest friends they're destroying your fucking friends and family they destroy your home force you to leave then you have to go to some fucking other place you don't want to be the people who are there don't want you there you know it's just man talk about a shitty fucking situation dude it just sucks all around man it causes problems for everyone ah <sighs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Shit's getting me fucking down. Don't get down, Dag. Don't get down. So, um, so yeah. Was there uh, was was there anything else that you wanted to um, you uh, want to go over? No, man. I don't think so. As always, um, everyone, make sure you check out you know all the great vendors and everything on the Nexus directory. Um, you know, if you want to throw a donation towards the nexus it's on the website as well fucking i don't know man i can't think of any other announcements got some other episodes coming up some cool guests we're working on it i promise um so i've got a yeah we've got everything i'm i'm super overwhelmed to be honest i've got documentary and child books and uh uh what else uh you know i'm doing the podcast and i'm getting with the editor and the writers we're publishing i can't keep up with with publishing um all the articles that we're we're releasing um you know i can't release five in one day right i have to spread them out so that people actually um care about them but uh but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm busy on that side. I'm busy on all sides. So it's, uh, but it's great. I love it. And, um, I don't see myself doing anything else. Uh, you know, I, I just want to do the Nexus for the next, for the rest of my life, pretty much. I, I, this is what I want to do. So, um, so yeah. And if you guys want to support us, um, or if you just want to get to know us, uh, you know, please, um, please get in contact with us. You can message us anywhere, everywhere. Um, a, a 
gorishnexus.support at protonmill.com. I think that's a, I think that's one of our addresses. Um, there's a gorishnexus at protonmail.com. That's another one of our, uh, that's another one of our um, email address. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Gorst and uh, I don't know if you want to say your, yeah, your Daggerist. Twitter handle, but um, Daggerist, I'm pretty much everything. Daggerist. Float, yeah, Float, Twitter. Well, actually, I guess that's the only two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not on a lot more. I haven't got on the getter That's, train yet, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, they're not about free speech really, so I'm not really gonna go that oh, route. I thought that was supposed to be um, the point. No, uh yeah, no. It, it's more of um it's probably like a psyop or you know honeypot or something. Controlled yeah, controlled well, opposite, whatever. He's good about stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, anyways, uh, I've got a quote here, um, and it's by, I always butcher this guy's name because I, I never really hear it, but I've, I've, I've read his book. Um, I've read one of his books. It's that, uh, that Chinese guy, Sun, Sun, Sun Tzu. Yeah. TZU. Is, is, is this not the art of war guy, is it? Yeah, the art of war guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's I don't know, I can't pronounce it. Sun Suntez, Sun yeah. something like that. I think it's Sue, like Sun Tzu or something. Yeah. Um, You're Chinese. Write in and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I should know because like Chinese is my my uh like my sole purpose of being on the Nexus podcast here, but um <laughs> unless you were gonna say your past so you don't speak Chinese, do you? No, no, I don't. That's the only reason why I'm on the podcast, guys, is my knowledge of of uh, my little knowledge of China. Of China. I don't even know that. I don't even feel it like that. compliments I'm my little. great lack of knowledge of China. All right. So the quote is, in the midst of chaos, there's also opportunity. Soon to, um, and that's the guy who wrote The Art of War. A gorse next is out. Peace.